0: Welcome everybody to our
1: podcast, Knucks and Pucks, we're your hosts, Suckman, Grisevic, and I'm Grboj, and basically Knucks and Pucks is our hobby podcast, we'll be talking a little bit about the Canucks, a little bit about what's happening around the NHL, once in a while sprinkling some other sports, like football, baseball, whatever else we know, And but majority we're just going to focus on the Canucks, and stepping right into it, what would you guys think about the Canucks and Predators game?
2: It was a good win. Five two against a team that was on a real hot streak. Uh, in the Nashville Predators, I think they won like what like seven of their last ten games. Yeah,
1: I think thirteen of their last sixteen or something. Yeah, or thirteen it, they've
2: been on a heater, so it's good. Like we went into we went into Nashville and dominated them, so it's always good to see that because we haven't seen that in years past. So
1: positives. I think one of the biggest things that I kind of saw was, you know how like the first month of the of the season this year, it was only the Canucks would only win if Quinn, Petey, Miller, Brock, Heronik got points. And now you see this game, you have, what, Suter getting a goal, Bluger getting a goal, Hoglander getting a goal. Like, this, uh, Niels Amann getting a goal. Aman, oh, Amann. Oman, whatever. So, for us, it's Amann. It's Amann for us, man. You got him getting a goal. Like, the only big guy that kind of got a goal was Petey and Hoglander, if you put him in that category. We would not survive like that.
2: I said at the beginning of the year, he was going to have a breakout year. And I'm so happy that I'm right.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think with that, we kind of like owe it to the management. Because, like, speaking, speaking of, right, like, this organization hasn't had a lot of homegrown talent. And I think he's that first example um of someone like that. Like I remember last year going down to Abbey during the playoffs and watching this guy, like, he was all over the ice. You could tell he was present. He was dominating. And to kind of see him start there and now shift over to the NHL. It's been really nice to see.
2: Yeah, Petey and Brock and Quinn, they all came out of like college and Sweden. Nobody actually came through the system. Yeah. So it's nice to see that we can actually develop players and even everybody else down there right now is still doing really
1: good. I think if you put it this way, who's the last Canucks top six forward that they developed? They actually developed and just come into the lineup and start dominating. You that's put PD, really, I
2: can't think of PD it.
1: Besser. They yeah, they just came in. This, yeah, they're not they were like called their level guys.
2: They were right away. developed in the NHL. Yeah, I'm talking. We're trying yeah, to yeah. talk yeah. about that's
1: what, in the that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Who there? There's not really an example in recent times. You could kind of say Bo in a way. He spent, like, what, one or two years in junior after getting drafted. Then he went, he kind of worked from the fourth line, third line, second line. But from the AHL, I, I think you have to go back to the 2011 times. Yeah, With, like, probably. Kessler guys, Kessler Burroughs coming up from the AHL, yeah. spending their time there, and then coming up. Yeah. That's the big thing about having an actual system where, like, you have Jeremy Colleton down in Abbotsford, where they're able to have the same identity throughout where it's – what yeah you love Bruce you don't hate Bruce as a guy
2: no you don't hate him
1: one of the best guys in the league but at the same time it felt like there wasn't really accountability with the Canucks back then now we're talking it it was more vibes and just like going out
2: there doing what you want and just have a good time And now it's, it's it's different
0: yeah and to add to that like I feel like as fans it's like nice having that security knowing that we have that depth there now right and especially with guys like pod Colson per se right like he struggled a little bit here up in up in the big leagues right and he went down he's doing he did well um got that injury came back and he's doing well again right so with a guy like him who had so much upside right and has always been known for that upside it's kind of exciting to see whether or not he will pan out
2: and I think it was what Rutherford that said they're not gonna rush him like he probably could come up right now but there's no there's no point because the lineup playing so well. And um, I think that's the best thing for his confidence for like
1: 100%. And I think kind of adding to that, I, I'm i trying to find it, but I can't find it right now. I saw this thing that Zodorov was talking about, how right when he came into the Canucks locker room, he saw like a sense of like the culture here, where right from management, coaches, players, just the way everybody sort of conducts themselves. I don't know if you guys saw the uh, talk. It was talking about how the players, he overheard them saying like, yo, we really need to get a better start going on. I feel like there's that accountability. It's not just like, hey, I'll go out there. I'll play creatively. I won't really care about the def- defensive side, but I'll put you up points. Know,
2: like Nobody's going out there be like, oh, I just want to make sure that, you know, you put up your own stats, yeah. your own, make yourself look good. Everybody's going out there playing for each other. Yeah. And like before no, but like from what twenty sixteen to last year, nobody did that. Everybody's just playing for a contract. Yeah. Nobody's playing for the team. And yeah. that it's that's a huge difference, always in any team, any sport.
0: Yeah. No, I think it's it's the start of like what makes a contender, right? If you wanna win on that level, the guys gotta actually want it. It can't be about themselves. It has to be about the system right, about each other, and what I really love about this team is that it started so early, right, prior to training camp, guys coming in early, right, player organized practices, all that stuff, from the get-go, they were about it, right, they wanted to win, and they let it know to the world that that's what they want, and it's translating well, right, and what I really, really like is that they're not settling, right, that chip that was there at the start of the season, it's still there, Right, and they're still locked in and they're still focused, and I think that's kind of what's setting them
1: apart from everyone right now. I think that's just the sign of a championship caliber team. Obviously, I think the Canucks are still one or two pieces away from that, but it's the beginning of that. If you look at Devontae's, uh, just I think it was yesterday or the day before, uh, he made a statement where he was like, You know, there's some guys on our team that think they're playing better than they actually are. It's about holding yourself accountable. Before, I wasn't really here, and you see the clear shift and change, the change of the culture, everything, right? From management, obviously, at times last year too, we all thought like, okay, what's kind of going on with the Bruce situation, Talk, talking coming in, but for the most part, I'd say, other than a couple of hiccups, but those are kind of hindsight's twenty twenty. Management group has done really well this year, and even last year. Yeah,
2: going on to last year, like there's so much talk around the team. It was bowl. It was management. It was everything. Right, even like Bruce, the Bruce conversation was lingering around the whole year, and nobody was really focused. Obviously, Mm -hmm. they had their run at the end of the year, like they always did, Mm -hmm. and ultimately ruined their draft position. But whatever, it was fine. Most fans are like, maybe they can take that momentum into next year. Usually, I'm like, that's a bunch of
1: BS baloney,
2: yeah, Yeah. BS. (laughs) Yeah, uh, but this year they've actually done that. So I, I I am proven wrong.
1: I think couple last couple of years we got lucky with our last bit of our schedule being a bit easier. But this year I feel like even oh, yeah, that's people thing. people do argue that our schedule is easier. It has been easy to start off with, but I still see like games like the Nashville game for example. A team that's red hot and you go in there you take your backup. Your backup is starting against a super hot team. And their starter, Nashville starter, UC Soros, gets pulled from the game.
2: And that, he was going down the tunnel. He was, he was so mad. He was
1: fuming. Yeah.
2: I got him on my hockey fantasy team, so it wasn't great for me. But whatever. <laughs> but, like, also, like, last year or any year before this, it's like we start on the road six, seven games, yeah. right? This year, it's more balanced. I wouldn't say the schedule is much easier
1: no, but it's definitely more balanced. I I would still say though, like think about it, right? After the first two first game, we went to Edmonton, then we went to I think Calgary or something. Then there's that whole eastern wave where we went to like Philadelphia, other teams. I still think that still exists. It kind of <laughs> feels like every year I think it was like two yeah. years ago we played Philadelphia starting off like it's just we do go on that eastern road They're trip like They just on right away.
2: Um, the shorter trips. usually yeah. like we're not on the road for Six, seven. seven games to start the year yeah. yeah when you're starting the year that many games on the
1: road it's hard to catch up because you want to play in front of your fans to start but at the same time don't you think it kind of helps the players gel with each other because when you have a lot yeah. of new additions yeah. you could make that argument where when players go on the road they have to only people they can spend time with is each other kind of helps them in that sense where they're able to come together as a team I think with this team, the core has been together for quite some time. So they really haven't had that as an issue. Yeah. They just... I feel like the whole issue was, like, just that motivation. When you already have a player that's great, being able to elevate that to, like, all-time great level. Like, with Quinn, he's a great defenseman. You the way he's been playing now, he's pushing himself into the all-time great category. Like, it was always, like, he has the potential and to be maybe, an all-time.
2: Maybe not all-time, like... NHL wise, but Canucks wise, I mean, hundred percent. I would isn't. say, I would no, say. I'm just saying he he probably will get there, yeah. but not yet.
1: I'd say he's put himself up there just because, like, up until Kale McCarr, he was the fastest defenseman ever to 200 assists. Exactly. Ever, that's including Bobby Orr, all those guys. So I think he is. Obviously, his career isn't super long yet, but he still needs to win some individual champ- trophies. Yeah. Team trophies, but. Despite that, I feel like the way he's played, he's he's special. Speaking on guys kind of
0: loving out their game and taking that next step, wanted to bring up Brock Besser um, and that turnaround he's had this year. Right, guy went from what scoring, I think thirty four in his rookie year, and then never even no game. no no twenty nine. He never, never, he's never hit 30. He's
2: never hit 30. It's always injuries. Oh, okay. Okay.
0: So yeah, 29 in that first year. And then, yeah, never, never even getting close to 30 again. Right. Um, and we all know what he went through, right? Tough, tough time. And we were at a point last year where his agent was given the permission to ask for trades. It looked like he was, it was almost a guarantee that he was headed out. And then he took it upon himself to kind of make that change with that trainer the summer. And he is looking like a complete different player. He's currently on pace for somewhat near anywhere 55 to 60 goals, right? He's 12th in the league in points, which I feel like that is going very, very unnoticed, right? He is a huge part of this team that I feel
1: like needs a little bit more recognition. I I feel like with him, I'd say one thing. With him, like I wouldn't say he lost his shot, but him losing that like goal-scoring ability for a few years... Where he was still, okay, he's still around 20 goals, but we know the level he's, his potential was at, especially from that rookie year. With him not having that in his arsenal of weapons, I feel like it made him, he had to focus on other areas of the game, whether it's the defensive side, a complete 200 foot game, everything. And then that's why I feel like the thing with his and Miller's line that's been quite good is the amount they get in on the four check and they know where to be. That's one thing I'd say, even for the Canucks in general. A lot of the goals just come from the Canucks just getting the puck from the other team. They dump it in or whatever, but they just find a way. Whether it's F1, like Hoglander, there's so many of those, where he just gets the puck. He's speedy, he gets in, he gets his nose dirty, he gets the puck, and then just gets it to either Besser or somebody, and then Miller is coming in as well. And there's been so many goals that just get scored like that. I feel like it's about reading the game, and uh, from it's comments, he says that, Brock is like a full student of the game, and he didn't really expect that. To be honest, I wouldn't expect that either. (laughs) Just how it is. But seeing that he actually put so much effort, I feel like that kind of helped him round out his game rather than being a one-dimensional
0: player. Yeah. Um, On the topic of Besser, do you think he secures that rocket this year, or do you think he gets edged out, maybe by Matthews?
2: I think he'll get edged out.
0: I got got him... Finishing up there, but I think he'll round it to I'll be 50.
2: more than happy if he finishes, what's he at, what, 24 right now? 23. 23? Yeah. Okay, and there's we're like 30-something games in.
0: Got roughly like 50 So,
2: if he gets to 45,
1: oh, yeah. I, mean, I yeah.
2: think that'd be more than more than good enough. Who's the last I, guy in the Canucks scored the ge-
1: 45 goals.
2: I, coming into the year, I didn't think he would ever hit 30 again. Yeah. So, yeah. it's like crazy to me.
1: At least you are being honest.
2: But like, um, no, like, you know, it's weird with Brock, man. It, it's weird because like he lost his dad, and then he had all the fans were against him. I think the trade request, so to speak, was more of him thinking that was like the only option because he thought. I feel like I feel like he never. I feel like
1: he never asked for that. He, if you see any of his interviews. He, he always just says, thought it was like, taken, he's like he's he like, took
2: it upon himself to think that people wanted him out. He,
1: he always said, he's like, it doesn't matter to me. I want to be a Canuck. He's yeah. like, it. I just want to be here. Like, everybody knows how much he loves the city, everything. He just wants to you be You know there. how
2: reactionary the fan base is, right? Oh, yeah. So like,
1: I mean, I'd, I'd say a parallel to that situation. Brock's not playing well. The fans go completely against him. After him being an amazing, seeming like a blue-chip prospect coming out of college. Now you have Kuzmenko. Kind of similar situation where obviously last year he was scoring at an insane clip. What, 25% shooting percentage or something crazy like that? Something crazy like that. And then almost 40 goals, 39 goals. And now all of a sudden this year, his shooting percentage comes a little under average. And now all the fans just want him gone. And everybody is like, no, we should sell low on Kuzmenko. I feel like that's one thing where the fan base or whatever... Just, will, I feel like whenever a player's value is low, we think that we can just get rid of him, and get a blue chip thing in return. Which that's
2: not. You trade him now for pennies on the dollar. Like, yeah. well, why would you do that? Yeah. But also, but, the coaching, like, what's it called? Oh my god. What am I saying? I'll pick up. Scratching.
0: Yeah, I was just gonna talk about
2: that getting about. like that's not gonna help either. Like I get it, talk. It doesn't want him in the lineup because he doesn't do what he wants him to do. But if you are thinking of trading him, you gotta keep him in the lineup.
0: And just even like in terms of like helping the guy get back on track, like I think we all know that Myers isn't always the biggest fan favorite, right? Because of the mishaps he has on the ice sometimes. But I feel like yeah he he's been given a lot of he's been given a lot of leniency right and with a guy like kuzmenko right who's lacking that confidence and he kind of needs that confidence too to kind
1: of get back to where he was is scratching him more productive I would it never kind of, I would kind of go against that with you comparing the myers situation with myers yeah when he yeah, plays when he plays a little more like than he should be obviously makes mistakes but now with zadorov coming over the Coxmans seven one and one with him taking a more sheltered role he doesn't have to play as Third much
2: pair as 18 minutes a as game, much as he needed to before
1: and the thing is with defenseman who's our next, who's our replacement you're gonna put Mark Friedman over Tyler Myers as much as Mark Friedman you can't rely on him to give you 20 minutes or Juleson to up his level to play more minutes it's about replacement with kuzmenko we're we're putting out goals. That's the fact. The Canucks are leading the league in goals, everything. That's not an issue. It's about the complete game. And then when you see the Predators game, Kuzmenko's on the lineup. They had no trouble scoring five goals. They scored five goals, had 30 something shots. You put in a guy like PDG, you have him on the fourth line, third line, because that's where Kuzmenko was already. And that kind of solidifies your game where you have that extra penalty killer. Whereas Kuzmenko, okay, if he's playing like however much he is, he's on the power play too. The power play is not hot either. Yeah. The power play is dead cold. Yeah. So, I feel like at some point, you have to look at the bigger picture for the team. On offense, obviously, there's a lot of weapons that the Canucks already have. So, with Kuzmenko, I don't... I feel like at times, fans and management, I would say last year, that was one sort of mess up they had, where you're signing a guy that has a 27% shooting percentage. You should kind of ease into it, especially with Tockett just starting his tenure at that point, but now he's coming down to 14.6% as a shooting percentage for this year. That's a little more normal, like around the mean. With that, you should, this is more, I don't think this is still the Kuzmenko that we see, that he is, but at the same time, he wasn't going to be always shooting at 27%. He wasn't. And I feel like that the same thing comes in for Besser. Besser is, his shooting percentage is up there too right now. As much as, yeah, I'm not trying to hate on, like, such a crazy story because I love it. I love him scoring so much. But his shooting percentage this year is 24%.
2: But would you say, because Brock, a lot of his goals have just been right around the crease. Like, would you say it's more luck or is it just getting to the right area? But that was the
1: same thing as Kuzmenko last year. A lot of his goals were either tip-ins or just those easy tap-ins. So... I kind of see that parallel there, where it's like. You don't
2: know. get me wrong, Brock has scored some like nice goals yeah, where yeah. he's like, "Oh, he's back." Yeah, but I haven't seen much of that from Kuzmenko yet.
1: Okay, but what do you guys see as the sort of solution to this Kuzmenko situation? Because do you think that okay, tomorrow there's a game against Dallas? Do you think he's going to be in the lineup? No, I don't no. think so, especially with their Not success we scored against. Five Predators.
2: goals, and we played very well.
0: Oh yeah, it makes no sense to make a change. You're dominating, like it's working. Keep it going. Um, but at the same time, like I said before, like I think Kuz is a guy that needs that little, that little room for air, right? And uh, I just don't think the Canucks have that room to give. So I kind of see them down the line maybe moving on from him, right? Because I don't see him bouncing back until he gets it. And right now, he's
2: I just don't one think... guy that if you were to move on from him, I mean, obviously other teams probably still value him, but, like, say if you wanted to make a big splash, yeah. right? He would obviously be a key piece. in a guy, a team moving a goal scorer, they get a goal scorer back. Obviously, the guy lacks in other areas, but you're still getting goal scoring. And it's like a team like, I don't know, just any team that needs goal scoring. Would and you, willing to give if, up.
1: If you were to trade Smenko would you trade him for a goal scoring or a defensive help? Oh, go i go I'm trading
2: him for a right-handed Dima.
1: Yeah. That'd be a the right goal. side
2: right-sided Dima. I
1: don't think we got a top four. I don't see that. No, I
2: don't I'd know. trade him for Tanev and a pick.
0: How late would you go with the pick? Or how early? Okay.
1: But then oh, you're just right, adding third, so much fourth. money to yourself. You have to re-sign Tanev too. You have Zadorov coming up. You don't
0: have to
2: re-sign Tanev. You can find but somebody then what's just the, like what, him.
1: What's the point of trading Kuzmenko for you a rental? You
2: save cap space. Yeah, but like, so and you're not really losing but, much, as we've seen. We've just been talking about that. You're but, not really losing much, and you're just you're for now.
1: But for do, do you year, think do you think this Kuzmanko is gonna be the only the player he is for the future?
2: Probably not. He'll probably so then you do you
1: do lose out on that. Eventually,
2: he's gonna learn the other area, other areas of his game.
1: But that, that's what I'm talking about. With the year, guy, you can't year. teach goal scoring. You can't.
2: No, you can't. Obviously oh.
1: not having a guy that's capable of putting up thirty, forty goals. Obviously, it might take some time for him, some tough love. But that's the same thing as like the Canucks should have just Somebody's moved on. Somebody's got
2: to get moved is all I'm saying.
1: That, that's the same thing I'm saying. The Canucks should just moved on from Hoglander back after his like second year when he had the sophomore season. Yeah, slum. but they're
2: completely different. He's 27. Hoglander's 23.
1: I understand that. But with the way Kuzmenko, this is his second year in the NHL. There is some regression where obviously not, he comes in. players not. don't player, Other teams don't know him as much. Now they sort of start to get like, okay, this is what he's going to do. Like his spin moves, I kind of—I think everybody kind of knows what he's going to be doing there. So I feel like it, it's a really tricky situation.
2: He's still a power play weapon,
1: though. Yeah.
2: Like any I mean, team that needs to improve their power play, he's the guy.
1: I think he needs to shoot more.
2: He definitely yeah, does. He, he hasn't shot more. as much this year. His obviously his
1: shooting percentage is down. Even last year, a he, lot
2: of his a lot of his um regression is confidence.
1: Yeah. Even last year, a lot of his like he didn't take a lot of shots. I feel like that's just the type of player he is. He took good but, shots. But he needs to be a volume shooter. You have a shot like that. You have to take shots. And his hand very good too. You have tips. to take shots. But I sort, I think sort of going from that, with Kuzmenko, obviously the cap, we're talking about like a possible trade. The Canucks, are, there's going to be a lot of salary cap stuff that's going to be going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You got UFAs, Lafferty, Bluger, Ian Cole, Zadorov, Myers to Smith, and then you still have PD and Heronic to sign, as our phase.
2: And we have 32 and a half million, roughly. Yeah. Obviously, that'll change if we can trade somebody.
0: Big chunk of it's going to go to just Petey so Yeah. Like, I'd say anywhere in between like 17 and a half to like 20. Right? Yeah,
2: 20, yeah, 20 like 11, 11
1: and 7 and a half yeah. so like twenty. I saw, be... I saw Cervelli saying this. He says, don't be surprised. The number's going to Yeah, be he said eight.
2: that at the beginning of the year.
1: No, he said that now, too. He's like, I'm no, telling he's you. Just,
2: he's just reiterating yeah. his Yeah, uh, and he's statement. saying,
1: and he's keeping the receipts for that, that it's going to be 8. Whether he gets it in Vancouver or not, it's going to be at least 8.
2: And, like, he has no reason, like, he has no um, emotional ties here
1: yet. And, I mean, with him, obviously, he's getting a lot of points, but his advanced stats aren't as good. I feel like the eye test, in the starting he little bit, great defense. Starting bit of the season, I feel like he was amazing. The he's last little bit, I feel radar. like his defense has taken a little bit of a hit. You see him getting beat a little more often. I feel like that has... everybody
2: has a bad stretch, yeah. But Not... overall, he's been our best defensive defenseman.
1: I, yeah, I'd
0: agree.
2: And he's up there, Who's been better. Quinn, maybe
1: if you have the puck on your stick all the time, you don't really got to play defense. <laughs> That's true. Okay. I mean, but
0: Heronik's up there too, eh? Like, what's he, like, second on assists
1: in the team, I believe. He's up there with de- defenseman points. Oh, yeah. yeah,
0: he's right behind. I think he's, you got Quinn at one, obviously, but uh, I think he's just at around six or seven right behind
1: Hedman. So, he's tied with Hedman at fifth, 29 points. Fifth,
0: there you go. So, Yeah. He might not be getting the puck on his stick out as much, but he's still producing. And then he's playing both ends, right? So that contract starting with eight makes all the sense in the world. And with PD, like, obviously, like, we all know that he's not 100%, but he's still producing. He's back up there in the league lead. I think he's in the top 10 again. I don't see
1: a world where PD doesn't re-sign with the Canucks. I feel like it's just—it's no going to happen. There's
2: chance in the world it's, that Alvin lets that happen. Yeah,
1: it, he's going to sign here. Guy's uh, basically building a Swedish. Here's team. the question though. Do you does he sign term? Or does he go has does he to. go? He's at does the he point in
2: his career where he has to go term.
1: I give him eight years. Eight years at like eleven and a half. Yeah, I do. Call that. it a day. I do that. Cap going up next year about four to six million. Yeah. Going up again later. Yeah. You're you don't lose those type of players.
2: I feel like eleven and a half is a surefire thing, man. Like you might even have to be worrying about like twelve 12 and a half.
1: It could be, but I'd, I'd put that offer. Once that offer's in paper, you never know what's going to happen. But my more st- my stress is, I feel like the PD Heronics stuff will figure itself out. My stress is the UFAs. Yeah. Guys like Lafferty. I've, I love Lafferty. I love 1, watching him
2: 1. play. At Something right now. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. three
0: and four. There's, there's no way he gets three, more than three. Three minimum.
1: Three minimum. The, the way he's yeah. playing right now. There's no way he gets less than three. They got blue gear The two. only
2: argument game. that management would have is it's just one year.
1: Yeah, it is. But at the same time, there's going to be 31 other teams willing to give him money. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like trying any
2: team like with a just trying to meet the cap floor. If Ryan
1: Reeves gets 1.5 million or whatever it is. Yeah, lafferty a- desert
2: yeah, like chicago they gotta meet the cap floor they might have to just give him like he
1: came freedom. from chicago
2: yeah.
1: what, do you, what do you guys
0: think about zadorov what's the situation gonna be with him Cause like he's you're-
2: gonna get six
1: minimum Sexy six thing. yeah no way
2: why not he's a like that's i feel like that's average six for a insane.
1: mid-level defenseman. six is insane what mid-level defenseman is getting six Okay, Myers did, but that's benning Betting him against himself, or <laughs> negotiating against himself.
2: Man, I, I like, don't have the facts for you right now, but like I'm sure, you're, there, you're I'm wrong. sure there's undeserving people you're,
1: making six. Okay, well, what
2: do you think? Five and a half, four,
0: five and a half, five. He's at what? Almost just four right now. Three point seven five. Yeah.
1: So five and a half.
0: Five and a half. Yeah, I think five and a half. If a, if
1: a team gives them six years times six million. That team's insane. And that better not be the Canucks. Yeah. That team better not be the Canucks. I mean, he fits
0: in with the system well. But, yeah, I, I agree. Like, six six is a little bit much. But uh, I think he was mentioned. I watching.
2: just swear, I saw somewhere that somebody said he's probably going to get six.
1: A guy, a but defenseman, it's Twitter,
2: man. It is just a guy p- that's
1: playing 17, 18 minutes a game, if he gets six million as a defenseman. Better be scoring, yeah.
0: scoring 20 goals or something.
1: That's pretty cool. Well, at least like you should be putting up like 35, 40 points.
2: Yeah, but sometimes it's not Six all about mild, points. Though.
1: It isn't, but if you're not playing much either. Yeah. Either it. you're taking up the minutes or you're putting up points. Or you're doing both and you're Quinn Hughes.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah. No, I think uh, priority wise, after PD and Horonic, I think him and then the D core. A lot especially. of these guys
2: are replaceable. Like, being oh, yeah. cool. Bluger, they're they're replaceable, but Myers, it's it's hard 100%.
1: it's hard to find players like that for cheap again. Oh,
2: no, they're just gonna do what they've been doing, just trade late round picks and find guys like
0: that. And I think our trust management to do it. And right? I at don't. The same I'm time, not mad at that. It's not mean,
1: it's not easy to always expect on paper that you just keep getting new guys in every year and expect no, them to I just Obviously, some
2: of them won't work out, but you also don't want to overpay for a fourth liner
0: or. You, Third liner. Exactly. And like kind of commenting on what Grabaj had to say here, um, I think good teams with good management's like they will find those guys. Like if you look at like teams like Tampa. Man. If you have good scouting, you'll find those. Exactly. Cards. Like Tampa, Colorado, like after their championship runs, a lot of those bottom line guys got got, got their
1: contracts, right? That's they got their one, contracts one and then Tampa that, is not winning anymore.
2: One name they're
0: still up there. Right? They're not really up
1: there. They're not a they're not the same Tampa at all.
2: Yeah, they're older now.
0: Yeah, but hey, after that first that first uh, championship during the bubble, I believe, um, they lost a few guys after that season. They're
1: 15-13-5. Not the best. Not yeah, but well, we're not
2: talking about like right now, Tampa. We're talking about Stanley Cup back-to-back Tampa. Yeah,
1: yeah but at, the, at those times, they still had guys like I think Blake Coleman the first year. They had him for two years, so they still had those guys there. And then after the second year is when they sort of had to take a huge hit. Wait yeah, second year
0: Yeah that's where they lost Like Goudreau And all those guys Practically think, uh, their whole Third line yeah. was going.
1: What was it Palat I think too Or Yeah uh, What's his Kalorn? I think Coulorn. this past
0: year Kalorn was know? the
2: one Yeah yeah
0: But Yeah no I, I agree Like it's not easy
1: Like you can't just Like just snap your fingers It's and, not uh,
2: easy It might not and
1: work Even adding another guy They completely missed on this Dakota Joshua He needs a new contract mm. That uh, That bottom six Has been the Canucks sort of savior for the last bit after yep. their cold stretch for a little bit in November. Yeah. And now you have a risk of just losing practically a lot of it. And then
2: Dakota Joshua, you losing size, but you can find somebody in the AHL that replaces it. It's,
1: six. it's hard to have that whole mixture of what Joshua brings to you. Joshua Lafferty are the type of, okay, blue I'd say, okay, you might be able to find another guy that's similar. Lafferty and Joshua are the two guys where they make your bottom six that much better.
2: It's hard to find somebody with Lafferty's speed, yeah. and the way that he', he pretty good. At, uh, he's a pretty good puck handler too. Yeah, and he
1: goes right to the net. He doesn't care.
0: I would just go off on a limb here. Like, Part keep... colson
2: could be that guy. He's not that fast.
1: I, I was gonna say even the HL. You got Baines. You yeah. hope McDonough. Takes I feel a like step.
2: Baines could be a blueger Like, but they're not Linus the same Carlson. position. But you know yeah. what I mean.
1: Linus Carlson, possibly.
2: Atu, Ratu.
1: Yeah. Apparently he's, That's he's, a big one. He's taking steps.
2: That's a big one. He needs to like he he doesn't need to pan out, but like we should hope he pans out.
0: That would be nice, but yeah. Reiterating my point, I was gonna say, um going out on a limb here with all these contracts coming to an end and us having to kind of resign them, with the position that we're in, we set. What second in the league right now, yeah. within one point of Vegas, right? Um, a
2: lot of teams have games in hand, but we're not going to focus on Hey, man, enough. points
0: are points, right? Percentage is all speculation. They still have to go and go get those points.
1: Even points percentage, we're fourth in the league. Yeah, exactly.
0: And, like, with those teams, like, I know are higher than L.A. now. Yeah. But take that, Drance.
2: Hey, what?
1: Take that, Drance. But, uh, yeah. Why no, are you
2: looking at me when you say that, man?
1: Because <laughs> you're a hater. <laughs> um... But yeah, like.
2: Uh, we'll, we'll let the audience decide if I've been a hater so far. We're
1: contenders? You think they're pretenders. I'll, yeah, what's that point? So
2: Have I said that? Oh, <laughs> come on, man. You said
1: it off camera a lot. Let's, let's,
2: I said. Keep it, keep it simple I, gi- I said, give me 25 games and I'll decide. Right now. I'm leaning. You're leaning, so you still
1: can't make a decision. So what are you going to be? Later. Now, give me till the end of the year, and I'll decide if the Canucks are I still
2: team. don't know. Man.
0: It's hard. But, yeah, what I, what I was trying to say, like, what the position we're in right I'm now. i
2: my big Yeah, we like, just keep
1: cutting off Suckman.
0: Yeah, it'd be, oh, sorry, it'd be nice if you do not let me speak. Right? I've tried to make the same point three times now. Right? right go ahead. Um. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, we're supposed to bully in this podcast. <laughs> Well, with, with all the contracts coming to an end, right, and with the position we're in right now, like, call me crazy, but like, we could end up winning that President's Trophy this year, right? What? I'm You're crazy.
1: I'm calling you crazy. You're crazy.
0: Respectfully, <laughs> man. But what, what move do they make? Like, what big splash do you go after at the deadline to kind of bolster this team up and make a run at that cup if you need to, right? Because yeah, like, they could figure out the cap situation next year, let some guys go, bring new guys in, right? But right now, you have what you have, and it's working, and it's at the top of the league right so what do you do to kind of bolster that up and take your best shot at winning that cup right like especially with a team like Vegas in front of you right because I feel like from 1 to 12 with their forwards Vegas's they line up much better than us so what do we have to do to kind of
1: you know get on that same level what you pray for I'd say is you find another heronic you find another. So you heronic. go. You go on the, the defensive end. You find. You try finding another Heronick. Yeah. Because as much as we talk about the decor being so much better this year. Yeah. It's still half of it. Half of it's gone at the end of the year. Oh
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. off Myers, Cole, heronic needs a contract. Mm-hmm. The only guys that are signed are Susie and Hughes for next year. Mm-hmm. Heronik, yeah, expect him back, but still, like half your decor is right there where you don't know what's going to be happening. I'd say you go. You try finding a defenseman, but the thing I. I was kind of Who's
2: even available right now?
1: Brett Petschy, maybe.
2: Maybe. If but you I if don't. you if you go
1: all in and you're willing to give up maybe a prospect or two, Rasmus Anderson.
2: Yeah, Calgary's in yeah. I mean, it depends on what direction Calgary wants to go in. Yeah. I mean, the direction they should go in is not the direction that they probably will go in. Because of us. their their management and like probably ownership too. But um they should have rebuilt at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. But they haven't, so
1: I feel like it's hard when you've given those massive contracts. It's hard to move those contracts, when you're gonna have
2: to give sweeteners and just
0: rebuild. What do you what do you guys think management does though? Like obviously we've talked about what we would do. Because um, manage- management's expressed like multiple times. They want another top six guy, right? So on the basis of that, if they are going to go get a top six guy, who do they go after and
1: what are you giving up to go Jake get? Gensel. I've seen that. That's an intriguing name. Mm-hmm.
2: I don't think Pittsburgh would do it. I still think they think they can make the playoffs. Yeah. But that's the one I
0: want. Yeah.
1: What you, what you, what you I have no
2: away? idea what I would give up. I'd probably give up
0: a first. Um, you try to throw Kuzmenko in that trade? Yeah.
1: I think you'd have to just you make the money work. You have to throw Kuzmenko. Yeah. It wouldn't work but, cap-wise. But, if but the didn't. only thing only thing I have against that is you have to sign Gensel to a contract at the end of the oh year. Oh, my God. Not again. Yeah, that's right. And the way I I kind of see it is the Canucks right now...
2: And he's getting way in, more than Kuzmenko. In, what, two,
1: in two years, the OEL deal takes... A big hit, like four million, four and a half or so. That's the year I feel like you need a target where you have a lot of young guys coming in. Mm -hmm. So I think, do you think the Canucks have enough confidence in their amateur scouting where they're like, you know what? Let's keep the pick, find a guy that can come into our lineup in two to three years.
2: Leckermackie.
1: Leckermackie, I'd say, okay, two to three years. That's different.
2: He's in the AHL next year.
1: He, I, I say, how he does it, I say man, you put him, him in the tra- be, in training camp and then after that you see how he is. Wheelander, I think, still needs a couple of years.
2: Yeah. yeah. He'll need next year for away. sure.
1: And 100%. then maybe the year after he comes over or whatever, we'll see. I hope I said that right. Yeah. He'll probably be I'd say next year he still needs to go back there or the AHL, whatever it is. And then yeah, take a lot at of least these two guys years. are two
2: years away. At minimum.
1: But having that another piece where you can you're confident that you can bring on an ELC. Like that's the difference maker. Wait, but those guys being two years away is perfect. Having another guy there, I think it's perfecter. I
0: don't know. I think to an extent, there will be that little that thought of like we need to go for it. Like it's not it's you not urgent.
2: You want to win with these guys, you gotta do this.
0: Yeah, it's not ur- it's not urgent, and I feel like it's also a nice way to reward the players for how they've been playing. So I do think. Just my whole belief. It might it might not happen, but I think that pick gets moved this year. I think they go after someone I
2: think it gets yeah. I yeah. I, I think it gets moved. But personally, I don't want personally,
1: it moved. I from my thing, I kinda of wanted it moved. Yeah. But listen to Rutherford and how much he stresses that in two years that OEL deal, the buyout situation, and how the need for like having younger guys come up the system, I feel like they keep that in their pocket. Because as much as Lecker Mackey and Wieland are there you have no guarantees how they're gonna end up mm-hmm. and the rewarding players feel like I, I i like that i feel like last year rewarding whether as rewarding players or just picking up a great player in heronic was amazing but at the same time you don't want to end up in a connor garland then oel situation where you could have had dylan gunther in your lineup yeah. but now you have connor garland who yeah he's making plays but for 5 million, you'd kind of expect a little more production out of that player. 12 points, 2 yeah. goals,
0: not good enough. Interesting enough, like with the way he's been playing recently, you think maybe Canuck step back from Kuzmenko for a little bit and maybe make Garland the focal point of a trade? Maybe he has a little bit more value?
2: Well, I thought that be coming into the year, I thought Bovillier and Garland, gone. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know. He wanted to be gone. He requested a trade. Did he not?
1: But but recently he's been playing good. He's been playing some good hockey. Him and Joshua on that third line. Yeah, that line. Him Joshua very good. Bluger. If you yeah. see Garland, dude, he just gets the puck. He's tenacious on it. Yeah. Keeps it well. Makes makes the right reads. He, but at the same time, yeah. If he was making three million, three and a half million, I'd be like, perfect, amazing, keep him. Yeah. Five million, yeah. No. You need more than two goals in thirty-three games for that. One pace for like well five goals or six goals in the year. That that's not gonna cut it.
0: So anybody that takes him right mm-hmm. now.
1: No, what anybody that takes him right now or no? I feel like maybe just no, given just them. given his play recently how he's played. Yeah, a little boost. Yeah, yeah. Think like a team like
2: he definitely gives your team energy. Yeah, yeah. He's like a little pest,
1: like
0: in the offensive zone. Just me randomly connecting random dots here, but maybe like a team like Colorado, right? They need something going. I know they looked at...
1: Would Lin. they
2: even be able to afford him at this they, point? They
1: would with the Tatar trade.
0: Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. I heard they were looking at Lenholm, but like maybe like a guy like Garland, right? Because like, like we mentioned before, right? Like Taves calling out the roster. Maybe you bring in a guy like Garland who brings that energy, right? And kind of acts as that engine. Like right now, he's that engine on that third line, right? But maybe he goes in there... Becomes the engine for the whole roster and kind of gets those guys on the right page, and maybe that's something that gets them going, right? Maybe
1: something to look at, right? Just all speculation, but what I would try going for is like a team like Columbus. They've but
2: what are they go, What are they doing trading for guys like this one? They suck.
1: They gave Goudreau that huge contract. They have Laine, yeah,
2: but they, gave they Goudreau need to go, to go that contract, thinking him and Laine would and Wierenski yeah. would. Get them at least into the playoffs. But, but they, they have they
1: need to do something about it. Even yeah.
2: Boone Jenner. And like who 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 else do they have? They have that I, one. I day. go
1: the two guys that I'd sort of target from there, one I think always been linked to the Canucks, Andrew Peak, Yeah. The defenseman, right on Defenseman, they have a plethora of them. Another one, I don't know, I don't think you guys have heard this guy. Dmitri Voronkov. No. Nope. Mm. Dmitri Voronkov. <laughs> he's six oh. foot five, two hundred forty pounds. Forward. He has 16 points in 27 games, playing 13 minutes a night. Wow. In Columbus. That's a guy I would try to target. He plays a little rough. He we have
2: Brandon Gauntz on their roster?
1: That's wild. His shooting is like 16%, so it's a little more towards the average. How old is he? I
2: think I said that he's right. He's 23.
1: 23. I think,
0: honestly, that's a great point. Like, that's a guy that fits the system, fits fits that window moving forward. Um, now I don't
1: know if they do it. Just cause, you
2: think they would trade? No, they wouldn't. No,
1: but you, no. Hey, you got that first round pick in the back pocket. I feel like a first for that guy would be too much. You think so? I think so. Obviously, that like on paper looks amazing, but I think a first is too much. I would. I would hope they trade
2: Marchenko. He's an RFA.
1: But I feel like if the Canucks just keep going the cycle of, okay, let's just keep getting expiring deals, what are we going to keep doing? We don't have an infinite amount of but money. But
2: half their rosters and R- half their forwards are RFAs this year.
1: I feel like you just got to find a team that likes Garland a lot. Maybe even Arizona. If Arizona, would you try doing Ari- Garland plus a first and something maybe? Another asset for guy like Lawson Krause?
0: Yeah. I do it.
1: I think he fits that style that we're not know. looking if, for. Wait,
2: you just said give up a first two? Yeah. Not for lost and Cross. Why not? I just don't think he's worth it.
1: Who's worth it then? Who do you think you're going to get for Garland and a first?
2: I'd rather get a defenseman, first of all. Like, yeah, that's just me. I'll I'd get rather a get guy. a defenseman. The
1: topics, Bro, go
2: we'll get from uh,
1: Columbus. Provrov? they just got him there. They're not going to trade him in less than a year.
2: It's, it's happened before. Why not?
1: Yeah, but then he signed that major contract, too. Shoot. Did he? Did he not? Did he? Well,
2: he's, he's at, what? He's at four six point
1: 6.75 million. Absolutely not. I do not want that. He has one year left after this. My bad. But. Yeah, I'll pass on
0: that. <laughs> yeah. That's that's an easy pass. I wouldn't do that.
2: I don't think he's that bad of a defense. I think either.
1: he's that bad, but like he's not six point seven five good. You uh, can't you can't expect four point
0: seven five. Yeah. Six point seven five. Six point seven
2: five, yeah. Right guess is four point seven two five.
1: You're blind. Proverv current deal. I don't know. Unless they're a, retaining. He's a
2: UFA in twenty
1: six. Oh maybe we're looking at the wrong stuff. Ivan Proverov. Yeah. You're looking at the wrong guy.
2: No chance.
1: Six point seven five zero. This is wrong. What are you looking on? Cap friendly. I'm on cap friendly.
2: What are you tweaking about, man? I
1: don't know what
0: you're on. You're on something weird.
2: (laughs) Oh whatever, man.
0: He's trying to he's trying to mess with the numbers to get him over Mm here.
2: Bro, man, look at my laptop. It says four point seven two five.
0: You man. Wait. Last time I checked did didn't look like a six. I mean, yeah,
1: that's what he's showing up on
2: over here. So, what's wrong? <laughs> well, how do I know you're not wrong?
1: I know you're wrong.
2: I probably am wrong, but are you? It's not oh. my fault. <laughs> are you?
1: Are you sure? Okay, are you looking at the team, confidently? friendly? What do you mean? Are you looking at like the team view? Or are you looking at him like individual? I have player? no. No, I'm looking at the, the team, team, team view. view. Team view. Team view see.
0: You know what? Not important. He's <laughs> <laughs> not coming. Don't matter. Okay. Yeah, That's all. I don't think management focuses on a guy like that. What not about
2: right. uh, Philip Broberg? He requested a trade.
1: Yeah, but he's not really a difference maker, is he? No. Yeah, but he could be. He's still really young. You, it's all I'm saying.
0: Do you go after a guy that could be or do you go after a guy that you know is?
1: I don't see Edmonton being in a position where they're like, yeah, we'll take Connor Garland from you for Philip Broberg. It'd be more of, I'd say, Pod Colson. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, hey, Pod Colson for Broberg.
0: Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would not.
2: I wouldn't do that. No chance. But, like, Garland in, like, a third, I don't know, second, third. Mm-hmm. I
0: don't know, man. A lot, a lot to con it's, it's exciting, though. Like, to see what management does. I do. I think Alvine has something cooking on the low. It's just. I don't think we're going to see it coming. I don't think it's going to be something. It's
2: going to come out of nowhere. That's 100%.
0: It's going to, yeah, 100%. We you know.
2: Go. The only thing we know is he's always cooking.
0: Always. and it's Which been is on,
2: good. I like that.
0: Yeah. It's like. Well, we've been involved in like seven of the 11 major trades or something? Yeah. Right? Which, when's the last time you've seen Vancouver that involved? It's like back, like from post-2011, like up until just this year, right? It's like Canucks make a trade. They'd be like, oh my God, we've made a trade, right? And this year, we're at the forefront of everything. So, I don't know. I think he's got a few more up his sleeve. Um Excited to see what happens. But, uh yeah. I'm going to turn the ringer off. <laughs> but uh yeah, to kind of wrap it up for today. Um playoffs, let's talk playoffs. What's your ideal first round matchup? but realistically on where we'll finish, right? Because
1: who doesn't want Arizona and Nashville in the first round, right? But my ideal would be we play like Dallas or something, but that's not I, right.
2: I I think we match up well against Dallas. But I don't know if I want
1: him in the first round. Yeah, I don't think I'd want him in C- the first round. Mean, compared to the options that we have in the Pacific. But I
2: mean, like you also don't want him in
0: the third round. I'd much rather take him in the third than in the first.
1: But I'd, I'd rather take I Dallas. I think I'd
2: rather take him in the first round before r- they get their feet under them. I'd rather
1: take Dallas compared to uh, L.A. or Vegas. That's for sure, I'd say. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. LA is the team that scares me. LA's just LA is just very, me.
0: Like, Vegas scares me. scary. But I'm also living for that uh, redemption. That redemption. redemption. Mm-hmm. I feel like it'll just top off that Brock Besser
1: story. I We're just, sitting right here watching it. Yeah. And Besser uh, sadly missed that goal. Leonard. Yeah, we man. don't talk it about It makes that. too much sense, right? Like, beautiful turnaround season. Besser, Besser scores. Besser
0: scores in game seven situation. It's Let's like, get it done in four. <laughs>
1: <get laughs> Optimistic. Now, I'd love to watch a seven. Out seven of these years. teams
2: that are out of the playoff like picture right now, like Edmonton, Minnesota, Seattle. Edmonton. Calgary. interesting one. Do
1: you think they come back? Edmonton think, think is they have enough, seven. Think
2: they're th- seven points behind Arizona with two games in hand.
0: It's. I mean, the common board makes not much substance, but me personally, I think they're gonna end up
1: squeaking in.
2: Right after the, like, they're gonna come to the. It's gonna come to the last week of the season for them.
1: Yeah, I feel like they took too much of a hit early on. Oh yeah, I think it's hard to come Their back.
2: Their first part of the season was so bad, but they've picked it up.
1: You
0: got Connor McDavid. Right? Exactly. That, that, you got the
2: Dreisaitl thing. and McDavid. You can do whatever anything.
0: You want. Can happen, right? It's like, yeah, like mentioned, like whole anything can happen
1: history. except when you're playing the Canucks. I don't oh, think. Yeah. I don't think Minnesota.
2: <laughs> I don't think is gonna do anything. I don't think Seattle's gonna do anything. No. Maybe Calgary. They're right there too.
0: I don't know, man. I think Calgary. Like if they want to, they're gonna have to make a move.
1: But I mean, they're
2: 13, 14, What about St.
1: Louis with that coaching change? They get that little coaching bump?
2: Yeah, they're 15, 15, and 1. They're three points behind Arizona. And they've played the same amount of games.
1: Uh, I I see us finishing in that number two or number three Pacific spot. And whichever way it goes out, I feel like it's going to be a tough matchup. I'm crazy. We're finishing first. Yeah, you're a bit crazy. Uh, LA is the one team where I feel like with them having that center depth, you got Kopitar, then you got Dano, then you got... what's Byfield. No, not Byfield. Byfield, Byfield, but he plays with Kopitar. Third line, you have Dubois. Yeah. Dude, that's that's something else. Insane. And then you got guys like Kempe, the Canucks. We saw him quite well during his uh, bubble run. Yeah.
2: If we finish third we're second in the conference we play the first the team that third is second
1: yeah so the first yeah the first in the division plays uh wild card one of the wild cards and then two and three play against each other in each division okay
2: and so either way i think we're pretty much locked in la right now
1: yeah yeah
0: that's what it's looking like and it seems really tough for anybody else to go around i think it's going to be a really good first round matchup
2: we're so far ahead of everyone else in our division. It's actually crazy.
0: I was looking at this thing today. Like Edmonton wants to like get on the same level as us. They need a fifteen point. Yeah, swing. fifteen point. I mean, 15, 10 10. 15 game swing. My bad. Yeah, fifteen in the remainder of the season. They need to win fifteen more games, which is
1: crazy because it's not happening. Ed, no way. A,
2: that's literally. I don't think it's ever happened. Like, yeah, no, there's no way.
1: That I think I don't know if you guys seen this. The Canucks play Vegas and LA a lot in like that last month of the season. Mm. Just the way it turns out. Yeah. By then, the trade deadline will be done. Teams yeah. are gonna have sort of their final roster. Yeah, I feel like those are gonna be like mini playoff series for 100%. all for all three of those teams before the playoffs start. And
2: any playoff, team I kind of don't like that. that I
1: want to have that measuring stick against a team like LA. Just see how we match up. Obviously, it's a eighty-two game season. There's a lot of changes that happen, but they come late though. It's nice to see that. I would want. I'd hope that that happens earlier. Schedule makers in the NHL suck. Mm-hmm. Anything good about the NHL is just the product. I don't know what I'm talking about right now, but I hate the schedule. I hate the marketing in the NHL. It's terrible. terrible. The All Star Game has been terrible. I'm looking. That, that's one thing I want to talk to you guys about. The All Star Skills Competition. What do you think about this year? They're having 12 players that are going to do. They got to pick like four activities or something. And they yeah. all play; they get points it's for like finishing points, whatever, in all that. whichever position they end up. Whoever wins it at the end gets a million dollars. I you, think
2: that's way more exciting than before. Oh, at that's least they have some sort of incentive. Yeah. yeah. And like, like it's like the NBA, yeah. right?
1: But I'd still say I feel like that. Even NHL,
2: MLB, like
1: it, just, it makes no sense. I, I don't think they should just restrict it just to all stars. What it should be is like. If you're, if you're that, having yeah. fastest skater, have all the fastest skaters in the league. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have a guy like McKayev, McDavid, Barzell, whatever, Larkin. Have all those guys so you can actually see who the fastest skater is. Not just some, okay, here's the fastest skater out of the All-Stars. Like with that, you have like, because a lot of those like say fastest skater ones, it might be a young guy. A young guy might want that money. He might be like, you know what, let me get that money. Or hardest shot, accuracy, whatever. Just
2: like the NBA, they um, it's
0: a dunk contest. They
2: only. let whoever is a good dunker come to the like Mac McClung. Yeah, that guy doesn't even play in the league anymore, and they they invited him back again this year because he won last year, obviously. But like last year, he was in the G League. So. Th-
1: that's what makes the NBA marketing better compared to the NHL, where NHL last year we kind of saw what was happening where they have what was it? They're playing hockey on like the beach or something. Like, they're hitting hitting those targets. There's, like, Kachok sitting on the... That
2: was really, really dumb. I thought.
1: Yeah. I agree. But. Okay, that was uh, episode one. We kind of went all over the place there, but... I just realized, like, we're way over the time, but... uh,
2: Wait, how long, um...
1: It's okay, it doesn't matter. It don't matter. Oh, shoot. But, yeah, that was episode one. Kind of kept it all over the place, but think we'll for next time we'll definitely be more a little bit more prepared yeah but Just kind of letting all our thoughts out there we're
0: letting it be vibes yeah and uh obviously you the fans um
1: leave it in the yeah, comments. yeah our fans fans we're huge you guys are our yeah, fans we're man. huge Biggest shout, out to, the huge. Canucks shout podcast. out to
2: the three or four supporters man like, but yeah love
0: it. draw some ideas some topics right to let us know what to talk about trade proposals yeah trade oh, drop proposals those, we drop
1: love some those. hot takes, man that's all we want to see first in the west Suckman is the hot takes guy. 100%. Gers is the just hater. Yep. And I'm somewhere in the middle. Well, this is mister Nordall all over here. But uh, <laughs> anyways, thank you for tuning in
0: for our first episode. And uh, we'll mm-hmm. catch you guys next time. Knocks and Pucks.
2: Knocks and Pucks. Knocks and Pucks. All right.
1: Shadow out Tom